Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, ambassador of 805 Connect, and your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. Our show, sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and encouragement. Thanks to our podcasting partner, Polstring Press, for this great studio, and to Patrick, my co-host. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Mark. How are you doing this morning? <laughs> I'm fine. I've got a little bit of a cough, so you might hear that in the background. So we times. won't edit those out. We'll, that, well just to know it's authenticity. that we're... It, yeah, oh, 2000, 2016 is. is about authenticity. I love that. <laughs> Marion Baker, welcome to the show. I'm delighted to be here. How Thank are you. you? I'm great. Yes, you're bright and uh, chipper this morning, yes. this lovely morning. Um, you were named one of the top 50 executive coaches in America? Yes. Wow, that's fantastic. What do you have to do to get that? <laughs> uh, I think you coach well day in and day out for 20 years. And a client actually nominated me for that. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Did you send them brownies? <laughs> <laughs> or thank you notes. Yeah, say this is, yeah. Yeah. So that's different than the who's who when you get a letter. It says, oh, yes. Oh, you've been nominated to pay us $195 to no, be no, listed no, no, in. No, 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 no. No, this was a serious thing. Yeah. And then in a book called, what is it, The the Art of Leadership Coaching or something in the profile of, yeah. So there's a whole website and book and so on with a bunch of us, the top 50. It feels like there's everybody's a coach these days, mm. right? It just feels like the, the 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 landscape is littered with coaches, and and I'm I'm thrilled. I want to I want to talk about coaching because uh, I'm a coach. Yes, I have multiple coaches. I think every coach has a coach, and yet the coach isn't the right word. Right, we what? need we need a new vocabulary word. Oh, we have. The word coach could mean 50 different things, sort of like the word food. <laughs> right. So give me three things that coach means to you right mm. off, what, that you think it should mean. Catalyst. Oh, I like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. One that I tried to use in the very beginning that didn't land well was mission midwife. <laughs> okay. And somebody took it too literally. They thought I was sort of a doula or something. Breathe. Breathe. Yeah, yeah. Breathe. Well, there is. There is sort of that breathe. I do actually say breathe a lot while I'm coaching with people. It's like, let's take a breath. Let's take a pause. Um, catalyst, midwife. Sometimes I would say it's like being, mm, I know, one of my favorites would be that the way I coach or the leadership development that I do is not typical left brain how to do a spreadsheet management tips or fluffy self-help or any of that, but more like Jedi Knight training. Got it. So I might be a, a Yoda to your Luke. Yep. Um, if I squeezed in one more, I think you said three. Guidance facilitator. You know, remember when in high school we had a like a guidance, guidance counselor? A guidance counselor. I'm going to show you the way so, through life. So more like guidance facilitator is that as coach... I facilitate the clients. They're finding their own best inner guidance and outer performance, et cetera. Does that make sense? It, it makes a lot of sense. And I, it just hit me that this show is a coach, mm. right? This show, the person who's listening it to it right now has you know, listened before, and, they, and this is 45 minutes of something that's going to either inspire them or inform them. I'm always trying to get three things, you know, so we, we'll do this three times, uh, to, to get those things so they learn. So this becomes another bit of coaching, because I'm of the belief, 
or at least the people that I think listen to the show and the people that I hang out with are the continuous and never-ending improvement people. Yes. It's like I'm always sharpening my sword. Can yes. I be 1% better today? And what I've found is having some external stimulus gives you a couple of things. One, I think of a coach as an accountability buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and if you Google that word, the, you know what the first link is going to come up? is a South Park episode, (laughs) (laughs) which just gives me complete credibility right there. Um, But I think that that coaching is is knowing that you can be better and then seeking out someone who can help you be better. Or it might be a book, it might be a person. So who's your... Who's your favorite kind of person to coach? Mm. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to meet with John today. This is going to be so great. So what what are the attributes of someone who's a great student? Yeah. An ideal client, great right fit for me, would be somebody who is a leader. So they're already a leader. Or even if they don't self-define as a leader, and to me, leader doesn't mean your job title only, but they might be willing to be the leader of their own life. I like to anoint people with the title Chief Inspiration Officer. And that doesn't mean zippy-doo-dah cheerleader only, but the Chief Inspiration Officer of your own energy. So it could be a leader, somebody who wants to make a difference, wants to, here's here's the spiel, wake up inspired, looking forward to the day, feel effectively on purpose, passion meets profit. These are all hashtags in your life. (laughs) Enjoying the ride and falling asleep grateful, like pleased and proud of how they've invested their energy that day. So most of my clients are, they happen to be business professionals. So they could be corporate or entrepreneur, uh, solopreneur or small business. I love the word solopreneur. Yeah. Uh, the other one I heard was One Man Army. Mm, mm, yeah. It has all kinds of military stuff. Yeah. But do you know that 98% of the businesses in this region are less than four yeah, people? Yeah, I heard that on these podcasts, oh, on these see. conversations. Yes, yeah, so because I said it on the podcast, it makes it true. It's statistic. Yes, yeah. yes. I love, well, that and uh, that we're trending in Poland. Uh, <laughs> Poland so, today? Yeah, it's, it's, we're in 42 countries. So there are people all over the world listening to yes. this. Yes, Um do you like alliteration? <laughs> yes. Why do you say that? Are you are you are you psychic? I am. Uh, I, I I I'm either blessed or cursed with acronyms and alliteration. I have lots of fun with language, Mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me too. <laughs> that, so that's why I I said that because you. I can be accused of talking in bumper stickers. Some people love it. You, you, say, oh you've God, done it Mary, five times so far. Great gift with language, and it must be the the old marketing background or whatever. So, I, I we had Noah Ben Shia on the show, and for those of you who want to listen to someone who I, I say it's talk in tweets, mm. someone who talks in tweets, mm. uh, and and it's you're very quotable, mm-hmm. right? So the things that you said you're very quotable, and I think why that's important to have that gift is that the students and bless you for calling it a gift. Thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is a gift. Not everybody can do that at all, right? At all, um, is that it helps. Um, 
imagine that that idea, that little nugget you have of, of learning is wrapped in this beautiful bow of language. Yeah. Right now it's, I can remember that. Yeah. Oh, so I'm a, if you were to look at my computer monitor today, there are um, index cards pasted all the way around it. And when I look at them, I notice they're all alliterative. Mm. That's the thing that's, you know, uh, courage, collaborate, capability. Yes. Oh, we get along just fine, darling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. It's just, it's that yeah. kind of thing. Because for me, it helps me remember that essential lesson. Uh, my one I'm working on this week, Patrick. Yes. Quiet confidence. Mm, I oh, like that's that. what's the what's <gasps> yeah. Yes, ahead, please. Patrick. Well, I was just to say, what's the term for when it's not quiet confidence? Is not there? It's an alliteration, but only in sound. Yes. Oh, oh, oh any English professors mm. that are listening, uh, send us a letter. <laughs> yeah, there's a term for that. I don't know what. Oh, it is. I'm sure yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah. So, so this isn't exactly alliteration, but the language thing is when I was contemplating getting ready for this conversation. No, I'm doing it on purpose. Um, <laughs> I thought about I see. And, and with I have a new client, and this is a practice that's both in, one of the health benefits of being a coach is that whatever you do in your own personal development work, you get to experiment with it. You your said clients. health benefits? Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I mean, okay. think of it. I have, well, I it's have a this, mental health oh, benefit. Uh, yeah, an amazing opportunity. Every time I'm coaching somebody, I can give myself the same homework. Of course. And 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 walk the talk and and challenge myself to never be a hypocrite or whatever, right? You know, pra of practice what you're preaching kind of thing. It's a wonderful, wonderful benefit of this work. So I interrupted you. Oh, I see. What you learned. I see. I see, yes. So um, we could say, I see could stand for inner commitment, inner child, inner closet, inner champion. I'll stop there. I could probably keep going, but I could say more, but go ahead. When I founded uh, Wavefront, which was a computer animation and visualization company, the, the name that I loved before Wavefront was See It. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, C-I-T was computer imaging technology, but it was a play on See It. And that morphed into the tagline for the company in the early years was see what you think. Because hmm. we could make a picture out of an idea that hmm. you had for a new product or a script or a game or whatever it was. How do I see what, and, and I'm a visualization person, which is ironic that I'm on the radio for all intents and purposes. Well, you're building uh, pictures in people's heads. Oh, thank you. No problem. I like that. Yeah. that was, and and it's, it's about how do you create a visual, uh, for me, it's because I can latch on to that, yes. and I, I see that thing now, and it, now it's a reality yes. because I visualize that. Yeah. How do you help a client visualize their future self, their success? It's like I'm working with you now, we're, having our, we're onboarding, and I have a visual of you being successful three months, six months, 12 months out. How do you help them get to that place? Yeah, great question. So let's... Let's answer that question and loop in the IC thing. Perfect. So we don't leave it too hanging. Um, I have a new client who has her own business, and we could say on her presenting wish list, if you will, are all those good things like growing her business, making more money. All outcomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, sure. and feeling better and so on. And it's funny, you said quiet confidence. 
one of her issues, if you will, or just opportunity growth edges is she would say confidence. You know, Marion, what's the magic formula? What's the recipe for confidence? One Obi-Wan. <laughs> and I would, I would laugh and I'd say, I'm, I, I could give you the, the little pill, but that's really not going to work. So let's use I see as commitment and inner child and inner closet. Okay. Okay. Um, and actually, I want to step back a little bit and talk about this outer what to inner what okay. spiral. Okay. And I have been deliciously obsessed with a couple of questions for decades. And the questions are, wow, what does it really, really take to create, quote, better life? And then it's morphed to better life, better business, better world, right? Okay. And I'm, I've, I've never grown tired of learning, delving into those questions. Yes. And then for me, these days, it's like, wow, what if there really is one question that's the game changer that leads to all of the outcomes that anybody could want? That one would ask themselves. Yes, okay. and live from. So, Do you have some candidates for that? I, yes, I have not just candidates, but I think the question for now. It might Ooh. change a year from now Ooh. or five minutes from now. But like I said, I've been obsessed for decades. And <laughs> so here's the outer what to inner what spiral of late, all right? So the outer what is think about how we might start our day or a business meeting or a small group discussion. And it might be, what do we want to accomplish? Okay. And even if we spice it up with great coaching and so on, it might be, ooh, what do we really want to create? It's still an outer what question on this spiral. And visually, if we're painting pictures, imagine seeing concentric circles like in a tree trunk. Sure. So we're on the outer what question. So we want to go one layer in to, well, where do we really want to go? So now we're getting better. We're in the neighborhood of vision and so on. And then we go in, well, how are we going to get there? Planning, deadlines, et cetera. And I would say a lot of leadership development and coaching stops there. Mm. And it's shallow. So we got to keep going. Mm. So next layer in, why? Yeah. And a lot of people obviously have hit on this why thing, like you know Simon, Simon Sinek, etc. Sure. So why am I here? Why the deeper why, the higher why? And I used to think that that was the game-changing question was why, but there's more, folks. There's a knife set coming. So you go, you go. <laughs> Your advertising <laughs> is showing. You go at least one more layer in to. And sometimes I call this your inner board of directors. Yeah. And this is more in the neighborhood of Jedi Knight training and yeah. inner mastery. Yeah. And who inside of you is doing the asking and the answering of all of those other questions? Mm. And we're almost at the game changer, right? So we could say one more layer in is what energy am I coming from? What source of energy am I coming from? And some people might say, go one more layer to who am I? What am I? And we're getting into non-duality and enlightenment and all of that good stuff. But if we just notice the difference of what do I want to accomplish as opposed to what energy am I coming from, game-changing, yeah? How do you... And we can still go back to the IC and the new client, but go ahead. How do you get that, that buttoned-up corporate driven person <laughs> to 
be, yeah, you know where I'm going, right? Yeah, but I see it. She was, she, she was saying you start with a, a question that's digestible to them before you, you don't mention who's inside of you until you get four or five questions in. I would, is that what you're Have saying? Have you learned that? Yeah. Or do you go to the core of the matter first? It depends. Or is it the spiral? It, no, it's I like a that. fantastic question. It's really important. Um, well, now if we go back to what's a different name for coaching or what mm. I do, mm. I'm a bridge. Okay. I'm a translator. Um, Does that scare off, though, to Mark's point? Does that scare off somebody in a suit? I'm just curious. Well, that's why I say bridge and translator is... Mm. Um, I used to make a Venn diagram of... You know, the Venn diagram with the... Draw us a picture. Two circles and a little sweet spot. That are side by side middle. and where they side overlap. Side by side overlap, yep. Thank you. <laughs> now I want to hear you guys do bar graph. <laughs> <laughs> and on one side of the circle was seeker, and the other was achiever. Yeah. Okay. So, so we the call it seekers and solvers. Okay. So alliteration. So, so Thank you. the achievers might only be left brain, etc. Right. And totally yes. the stereotype of maybe alpha male corporate or entrepreneur. Right. And the stereotype on the far left, let's call it, would be spiritual, woo-woo, blah, blah, blah. Yes? And for a very long time, there is this sweet spot of seeker-achiever. That overlap. Yeah. And... Where every seeker has a little solver and every solver has a little seeker. Yeah. And that, so... Is that where you live, right there in the middle? I am definitely a hybrid. And integrative. That's why I say I love integrative business success. Just like... Oh, oh. Yes. There you go. Yeah, hit it. Integrative business success. That's what you... Mm. Yes. That's what I do. Thank you. (laughs) We're done. The show's over. Thank you, everybody. It's it's just like there was integrative medicine. Yeah, no, that's exactly where I was going. It would have been whack to talk to your allopathic Western medical doctor years ago about Reiki or acupuncture. Now it's being taught at Harvard Medical School. Right. So I see business. I see the future of business success going in that direction as an integrative success model and inspired leadership, you know, like your inner inspiration yeah. or even the inspiration economy, yes. Inspiration economy. Is that missing from business school, do you think, or from, from most people's ability? Like, are most people who are uh, becoming entrepreneurs or becoming business people, are they lacking in this this level of conversation because it doesn't, it's, it's a just kind of a rarity to kind of find it? Because business is so about organizi- organizing and figuring out the language and getting comfortable running a business. Yes and no. It's a great question, Patrick. I I think that even in my language, I'll say this is this is beyond business as usual. Sure. I just got invited to speak at uh, the annual summit of the Human Resource Management Association. SHRM, as it's known. In in November. Nice. And so in the write-up for that, it's yeah. let's have a provocative conversation that mm. is beyond business as usual and the old ways are not going to take us into the new future. So on one hand, we could say, yes, it's a new conversation. And we could say um, variations of inspiration or spirit or integrative. And I don't think anybody else is quite using, I think integrative business model is my language. I don't hear that Mm -hmm. other places. But 
look at Wisdom 2.0, the conference in San Francisco that's a blend of spirituality and mindfulness in tech in Silicon Valley, mm -hmm. or Ariana Huffington saying things like CEOs are coming out of the closet not about being gay, but about being meditators. Mm -hmm. so, we talk about that a lot on this show. Yeah, so I think it's the future, so you think and that it's happening it, more and more. So what's fascinating is we've, we've touched in, we've t danced around this topic a lot on the show. Because I think it's important if I think of, of wellness, nutrition, and fitness mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for my body, mm -hmm. I think of wellness, nutrition, and fitness for our business. Mm -hmm. And as a leader, what are you doing in those three areas? Yes. And this falls under the wellness category to me. I mean, wellness in the sense of I breathe, I'm thinking about my, my spiritual self, my, the other parts of me. Tony Robbins will teach you, I know you're all here to fix your business. That's not what we're going to do. We're going to fix you. Right. Right. We're going to get to you first. In a way, he's saying the same thing. No, no, the inner yeah. what is the game-changing question of everything. You can keep rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. You can keep having courses about how to do better spreadsheets and strategies and tools till the cows come home. But if you're not inside the core source of energy that you're coming from, you're probably going in circles. Spirals. Spirals. Well, mm. no, circles. Circles. Uh. Closed circles instead of a spiral. A spiral is growth. Uh, yeah? Uh. Closed circles are an attempt at a spiral. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe. A or a rectangle. Sometimes I say it's a rectangle. So imagine, I'll draw a picture. Please. Imagine a stick figure. Yes. With a rectangle around it. Yes. And we could label the four corners of the rectangle. This is, let's say, old model success form formula, left brain, linear, logical business mm. teaching. Yep is think, think, think yeah. is one corner of the rectangle with mostly your left brain. Figure okay. it out, think, think, think. And then come up with a spiffy goal and all those acronyms mm -hmm. we had for SMART goals, right? And then a plan and then okay. execute that plan. And those are the four corners of the rectangle. And we get, and even that word execute has some funky energy to it. Mm -hmm. We get stuck inside those rectangles. And if I'm being cute about it, I spell it with a W for rec, Tangle. <laughs> oh, okay. And the integrative, inspired flow success model is now it's a different stick figure with arms up in the air and this giant figure eight infinity loop. Can mm. you see it? Mm -hmm. Sure. And on one side, one way of labeling this, if we have our imaginary whiteboard and markers out and everybody listening, would be on the left side of the infinity loop is this inner deeper. Okay. And the right side is your higher outer. So to really be achieving your absolute greatest potential out there in the real world, it's got to be an ongoing infinite flow of inner deeper to higher outer. How much time should that business person kind of devote, if you will, to this and thinking about this? I mean, it's Okay, it's part of a practice. You mean you can't, you don't want to for, you're saying don't forfeit, don't forfeit all of the business for it or? No, I think that they're not making time for this mm. discussion. So if I want to carve out time to like, okay, I believe you, Marion, this is this, okay, I'm not that guy today. Right. And I believe that were I to create a space for that, for me to be that guy more, I'm going to start with baby steps. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, what, are my, what would be my first baby step? Yeah. So I keep wanting to loop back to this IC and the client example. That's fine. 
so I'll I'll include baby steps and and how how much time it makes sense to devote to this. On on one hand, I would say it's your most important job. Hmm. That's that's fair. Your absolute most important job. And it's not that you're teaching or giving us this information. You're just awakening us to something we already knew. Yes, yes. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. And I bet you if we studied, I don't have the quantitative data, although that'd be fun to find. <laughs> uh, really successful business leaders, they have these practices. Who knows exactly what language they're using about it? But like I said, you know, Ariana saying CEOs are coming out of the closet about being meditators. Or there was this time once that um, I read about Richard Branson needing to make a big, big decision about which business to sell, you know, the airline or this or that or whatever it was at the time, the record company. And he could have all the data from the focus groups and the research people sure. and the financial and da 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 da. And what I read was that he went away to some property that he owned and walked around a lake for three days. Okay. Or um, Howard Schultz from Starbucks uh, was told that Starbucks would not succeed at all in China. All the data, all the data-driven stuff. And he trusted his inner guidance and did it anyway. And of course, there were lines for blocks the first day they opened. Two things came from that that you got me thinking. One is that I like to... Um, success leaves clues mm-hmm. <laughs> and that I will look at a successful pr- like a Branson um, Starbucks look at all of these different people and then figure out what what did they do every day what like they get up and they read a chapter every day okay I'm gonna start reading a chapter every day I'm gonna go look at what successful people do we have a lot of young people listening to this and they're like Look, yeah, tell me what to do, yeah, give coach. give me the tools, you know, right? What do I need to yeah. do? What's the practice? Right. What's the baby step? Great. Right? Start with, uh, I'm like me, I'm uh, uh, a Russell Bishop. Uh, met him this week. Like, oh my gosh, how did I not know you? I'm so glad I know you now. He was the one that I told me. He's, go Google him. Uh, he's one of the early guys in the human potential movement. Happens to live here in Santa Barbara. Uh, trying to be retired, that's nearly impossible. But he said, because with this whole thing, I'm giving you this gift. I'm going to give you this f- content for free. I'm mm-hmm, going to, mm-hmm. I'm giving of myself. And he mm-hmm. goes, oh, does that mean they didn't have it and you have it and you're better than they have? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to give you this thing. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, mm-hmm. so you could imagine where that went. And he goes, why don't you think about it is all that knowledge is already there. Mm-hmm. We're just awakening to it. That's where that word awakening. Mm-hmm. And it really sat strong with me it's like don't presume you don't know that it's just we're just awakening that yeah that yes. was one and and the that success leaves clues which is why i love these kinds of stories is that you know what's your practice like if if your practice is i stand on a rock right every morning then guess what i am going to stand on a rock every morning right or you find your way okay so daily practice baby steps and the IC thing in this new client. We're right, gonna, so we're, we're keeping a list in your together. head. Mm-hmm. Good job. So, okay, new client, grow business, make money, confidence, et cetera. So one of the ahas in a session, and this is the IC, one of the ICs, and I'm calling it, it started with inner child, 
but I'm lately calling it inner closet work. Okay. That there's stuff in a subconscious basement yeah. in our inner closets that we don't realize is getting in the way of our success. Most definitely. And um, I think it's Gay Katie Hendricks that coined the term unconscious commitment, or another friend of mine named Jim Dethmer, who's written a book called Conscious Leadership, uses this. And fabulous book, by the way. Um, an unconscious commitment is whatever the results are that are happening in your business or your life, that's what you're committed to. Okay. So an analogy would be uh, you say you're committed to weighing X. What you're actually committed to is whatever the scale says. Mm. Whatever's happening is the true commitment. It mm. might be unconscious. Mm. 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 Okay. So this new client wants to grow her business and, and the specificity of a certain coaching conversation was around charging more for products and services and customers and da 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 And we could have done the market research and the competitive and like, like that. And the inner closet work got to an aha about when she was very, very little, there was some interaction with her mother about, is it better to be pretty or to be smart? Hmm. And she said pretty, and the mom said, no, no, it's better to be smart. And there was a little more to the conversation than that. And the aha was that it was not okay for her to shine. Hmm. And it was certainly not okay for her to outshine her own mother. Hmm. And... It's so funny. It, in this conversation, she got choked up, and she kept of saying, course. wow, sure, she's sure. 41 years old. She's like, oh, my God, really, Marion? I had no idea right. that that was running the show, the right? So, 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 so with this subconscious basement inner closet thing that says it's not okay to shine and other things, that was blocking her success of charging money and fees and growing our business. Make sense? Oh, good. complete sense. In, in, my, in my head, as you're describing this closet, I'm seeing, I'm seeing any, any given closet that we open the door <laughs> on, and there's, and there's all of these, like if you have the rack of clothes, right? You've mm. got all of these mm. clothes kind of packed in there, mm. and it really, it, if you've got a bunch of clothes that you don't really need anymore, but you've still got packed in your closet. And you can't, f <laughs> one, one, you can't add any new clothes. You right. can't, because I there's no room. I love this right. analogy, Patrick. Thank you. I, and then, I, uh, you know, art She's going to use it today. Well, but then, but then, but then two, there's all of these clothes. You can't pull your best outfits out or even the outfits that you necessarily want because you just open the closet and it's just like this row of stuff. And so you just reach for the same thing over and over again. You keep reaching Fantastic. for the, there you go. Wow. And, and so the, there's a book here. Yeah. Well, so the, well, as you, but you're descri you're describing it. I'm just seeing that, that very clear image of like, or, or even just the back that's stored yes. up in the top and you don't even know what's in it anymore but it's just you can't add a new piece of baggage because the old baggage is and in the way and it's insidious and subconscious you don't know it but when you open the closet and right. you look in there right. oh, this closet I've got to clean this closet now here, it's, it's anxiety mm. every time every time mm. you open it every morning mm. every day <sighs> one humbling deeper aha that I have in the past year even is a shift about oh, this baggage, I gotta get rid of it. Right, okay, keep going. To loving it in a way, accepting it, welcoming it. Yeah. It's kind of I all the travels you've been on. It's you kind know, of everything like, you've been like, through. Like, mm. like mm. the practice is, for me personally, and experiments with my, it, I call it like the Inspired Leadership Lab, because I am 
always growing, always learning. Of course. And so like every coaching session is also a learning laboratory. Mm. And I'm very transparent with all of my clients. So let's say with this woman, you know, the inner closet practice can be like waiting at the door of the closet. Mm. And you're not saying bad, bad, bad stuff in there that has to go out, but just waiting like you might for a frightened animal. Hmm. And say, I'm going to sit here and wait and listen. Or in a coaching session, I might be facilitating drawing that that inner data out. Yes? Oh, yes. So, so if we go to sort of a happy ending, if you will, with that particular client story, just by seeing it hmm. begins to release it. With the awakening. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Being aware oh, that that was hiding in right? the closet, so to speak. Right. And then choosing a, another IC could be inner champion and find, let's say you love threes, Mark. Let's <laughs> say you have, right. your, yes. you say you have three main parts, three energies inside okay. of you. So they another, are. another visual story here would be like Russian dolls. Yes. Right. The little Russian the little doll, and, dolls, then, yeah. and then one on top and the other on top of that. So, so let's say you start with your inner child and that's all of our fears and wounds and, or if inner child isn't it, call it inner closet. Um, and then the doll above that would be, I would call it your conscious, mature adult or the inspired self is another way you okay. know, that, that functions well and is flowing and yes. making great choices and so on. And the one above that would be the absolute self. Okay. The infinite, and so we're we're sourced from infinite energy, this renewable energy for human sustainability that never runs out. Funny thing about energy is the more energy you put out, actually, the more energy you receive. Mm. It's it's like if, you're, if you're in that infinite flow way of putting out energy. Yeah. You, if you're if you're giving, mm. coming from the inner closet stuff, you know, like, like even with this client, we could say she developed ways of like, uh-oh, I have to do X, Y, Z to be liked, to be a good girl. Mm-hmm. And it's still running the show in her 40s. So if you're giving from that inner child, inner closet that stuff, that's, not, yeah. that's exhausting. Yeah. I think most people are operating in mm-hmm. a way that they are not coming from their infinite source. Hmm. They're like, their, their inner closet, inner child is dressed up in grown-up clothing and they're reacting to each other instead of really There's responding. They're not coming from the infinite source. If you're mm. coming from the infinite source, um, balance is not a math problem. Like they say, Gandhi works 16-hour days because he was so passionate mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. in love with mm-hmm. the mission. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean don't you know don't get good sleep and eat well and all of that. Still do but, all of that. But stuff. he probably also wasn't writing down that he had done 16 hours today. You know, there was not a t- yeah. Uh, there, wasn't a, there wasn't. There <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> you know, there wasn't a punch clock that he was going for. When you when you're describing that that infinite, that sounds so much less exhausting mm-hmm. than the rectangle, where you have to move from corner to corner to corner. Otherwise, you can't diagonal across. You can't. The infinite uh, seems very jazz. The very improv- energy never runs out. Right, you, because you're 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 moving in a flow, rather than heading over there and then I'm gonna go over there and then I'm gonna come back here and then I'm gonna go over there and execute and you know plan and blah, blah. It's it the, the the idea of that dance seems infinitely more interesting. Yeah. Because nice. because it's interesting because you're not yeah. necessarily uh, you're on a path you're on a journey you're doing something but you're yeah. not necessarily pointing at a target. Yeah. That has these kind of like well that's the only target I can go for right now because I can't even start execution until I get the plan. Can you take one more label on the infinity loop drawing? Yeah, sure. Please. 
So let's say the curve of the left side of the infinity loop Let's might go. say surrender. <laughs> and then you get inspiration. You get a hit. You get an idea. You get yep. some inner guidance. Sure. And then you're flowing over to the right side of that higher outer and you're co-creating. Mm. And you're co-creating. So is that far right we curve co-creation? We, we, we could say you're co-creating with life, with the force, to use the Star Wars metaphor. But you're also co-creating with other people. Like right? we just did for the last 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you let go and you're back in surrender. So it's like, here's my old business background and acronyms. It's the new SIC code. Surrender, inspiration, co-creation. Surrender, inspiration, co-creation. I love that. And your baby step, let's say for this client or anybody, is part of Wake Up Inspired is how you start the day is also game changing, right? The first five minutes, the first hour of the How day. How do you start your day? I meditate. Well, okay. let's see. I, I, it's funny. The wake up inspired author does not. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not a morning person. I actually wake up groggy and hit the snooze alarm. Um, but you know, I make tea, go to the bathroom, I meditate. Sometimes I have phone buddies that I meditate with. I play sort of meditation DJ. Yeah. And then, and I for a while, that. I was I was having fun with language of start. If you really want to wake up inspired and be successful and prosperous. Start your day listless. Don't grab the phone and hit the to-do list right away. Mm. Right, You end up like Lucy and Ethel at the chocolate conveyor belt at the chocolate factory, yeah. catching emails and meetings and interruptions yeah, don't and do shiny that. objects. Uh, listener, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, we, we've talked about meditation a lot on the show, uh, so it's interesting that you, you, you talked about that. We've, we talk about headspace as a, a really nice entry into that. Mm -hmm. You can download it for mm -hmm. free. You can get 10 mm -hmm. sessions. Mm -hmm. The baby steps for me was I'm going to do 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, five minutes to, even. Right. But here's a huge difference. This is really important. I think it's actually more dangerous, strong word, mm. to think that you're meditating and then just like hop off of that and go right back into some sort of workaholic to-do list. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, check it off the list. Did it. <coughs> As opposed to the, the sustainability yep. of yep. that yep. is, again, what energy are you coming from? Yep. So, yeah, what, I don't care if you meditate or walk or you know, play ice, I don't know, whatever it is that helps you to clear the channel yeah. and, and yeah. be coming from that infinite yeah. source. And then we could say with my clients for a while, we had the start your day with that pause and listless thing. Don't hit the email and the phone right away. And then ask a powerful question. So the powerful question could be something like, how do I let my absolute greatest potential come out to play today? Or what does fierce love really want for me today? Or whatever the what right is, question what, is. What, you said it too fast. What, what does fierce love really want for me today? What wants to emerge today? And let that inspire and influence. And hit the pause button throughout the day, asking, why am I here? What's my most important job? What am I really doing? And then you're dancing. You're not reacting. Our acting coach says, you have time. We just, we start there. You have time. We don't take time. We don't breathe. We're just, all of that. And it's a, it's a tone setter for the day. I want to add a final, final piece here. Uh, I read that you're called the queen of powerful <laughs> questions. And I am self, I'm a question, I'm a question guy. I'm the, 
Tony says he's the why guy. I don't want to say that. I, I just love questions. I love interesting questions. And what is your, when you meet someone new, you're in a, a social situation, you're, you're quite good in groups. Um, you meet someone new and you, wanna, you don't want to ask a lame question. So do you have a go-to question that we could teach our listener that in a complete, like I am not comfortable in this environment and I'm gonna meet people, so I've got this, I've got a question chambered that is always going to work and it's gonna melt walls of ice. Hmm. <laughs> well, is that like, enough context? <laughs> golly, no pressure. Yeah, give me the silver bullet that uh, solves all problems. Since you, since, since you love threes, I'll give you one that I've done as a like an icebreaker warm-up game and workshops, and one and the one that I usually end up just using. So the one that I have done in uh, icebreakers is I call it the the new P and L, and it's instead of you know profit and loss, uh, share one passion and one love. Like I'm passionate about leadership and I love movies. But the question I think that I usually ask if I'm at some sort of function is just Hey, what brought you here? Okay. What brought you here? What brought you here? So I know the listener wants to know mine. Yes. Because I want to tell you mine. Yes, yes, yes. Mine. <laughs> because <laughs> the whole point of the question was to lead up to you being able to see <laughs> your. Thank you. In all transparency. <laughs> well, so I saw the thing. I thought, saw the thing about powerful questions. And have you seen table topics? Uh. Uh-uh. So table topics. Google it. It's a little four by four acrylic box with five hundred cards in it with every card is an interesting question. I have it on my desk. And and I bought it 20 years ago when I first saw it. Now you can get table topics for everything, but you just pull it out and uh, one of my favorites is, what ice cream flavor has yet to be invented? Ah. Right, so that that's interesting. But, but my question is, I will, um, and I practice this, I will walk up to a group of women, the three, four, five, seven, doesn't matter, and imagine a guy walking into that tribe and trying to break that wall down. Yes. Pretty tough. <laughs> we don't bite. No, I know. <laughs> it, it, it's and, and, and knowing that, it's fine. But I'll walk in and I'll just look very, like I'm real serious, and I look all in the eye and I say, okay, how many shoes are in your closet? <laughs> Always works. Hmm. It just disarms them. It's completely unexpected. Yeah. And uh, six of the ten will know exactly how many to the, like, I have 47. Wow. Right. And they'll know. And now we're talking about shoes. And then the next question would be, what's your favorite chocolate? And then That's we're, so funny. We're you just done. keep going with, with just sexist questions. Completely. What was your favorite episode of Sex in the City? What was your, you just keep just hammering so home. I, this I, is I my, confess, this the is shoe thing, in, in the Wake Up Inspired book, there's this two-column chart of, like, old story, new story. Mm. And an example of old story would be, you know, driven to succeed and make more money and new story be inspired to make a difference and love life. And there's at the end of a lot of those kinds of opposites, uh, the left side says loves shoes and the right side says loves shoes. <laughs> there, that's our end. Yeah, that, no, that was perfect. Marion, thank you. Thank what you. a great conversation. I, now, no notes. No Right? We just, and we could probably talk for another eight hours. Sure. I'm pretty convinced we could. And at the end of the show, and you've listened to our show, oh so you gosh. know that this is coming. <laughs> um, 
we get to put a bow around this conversation and give it a title, give it a great name. Um, and this is, you know, in the world of, of episodes of 805 Conversations, this one is called... Well, Wake Up Inspired Never Goes Wrong. Those are yeah, magic three words. Yeah. Um, and the alternate is something, I like that. something about... Uh, I don't know, something about the, the one question that changes everything. Mm. That's, so that's my subhead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the one question that changes everything. You said three times, uh, ironically, uh, <laughs> on the show. You just love threes, Mark. Oh, I'm, I'm obsessed Listen with them. For it. Um, when I, I bought a New York subway T-shirt that just has the number three for the three <laughs> train on it, so there, it's deep. Um, that I'm going to leave it there. This was a great show. Mm. I love this conversation. How do people find you? They want to learn more about you. How do they find you? They can find me at wakeupinspired.com. Uh, ironically. Or marionbaker.com, M-A-R-I-A-N-B-A-K-E-R.com. And do you work with clients all over the world? I mean, all over the world, by phone and internet and... Or come on up to, I live at Toro Canyon these days, come on up to the gorgeous shangle up there at Toro Canyon in Santa Barbara. Google Toro Canyon listener, especially <laughs> yes. the ones in Venezuela. Have tea on the terrace. and Tea on the terrace. Yes. Yeah, there's, yeah this, is, this is a great show. Thank you so much. Thank we really you. appreciate this. And I also want to thank California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services and our podcasting partner, Polstering Press, for this great studio and Cielo24, who provides the searchable captions for the show. The 805 Project, now in our third year, is supported by partners and sponsors throughout the region. I want to thank them all as well. If you'd like to learn more about the project, go to 805connect.com. Patrick, this is the part of the show where you're going <laughs> to uh, ask our listener for some action. Well, yeah, um, as usual, we always uh, appreciate more than you can possibly imagine. I mean, appreciate like that red bicycle you always wish you got on, you know, the morning of your birthday uh, to uh, to go and write and review and let us know what's yes. working and what's not working. Uh, the second thing to do is uh, keep this question in your mind when you're at the next uh, uh, social gathering. Uh, what's your favorite podcast these days? What are you listening to? What's in your queue? Uh, and if they don't say 805 Conversations, then uh, introduce them to this show. The best way to do that is grab their phone, as you know, and uh, program it in for them. Hit subscribe. Love it. Thank you so much. Now, if you have a specific question or you have an idea for a guest, um, we get those all the time. Send me mail, mark at 805connect.com. I love reading the letters, and I love when you tell me about an episode and what was particularly interesting about that. Um, thank you so much. And I'm going to do a shout-out to Martine because Martine writes me all the time mm. and is constantly telling other people when they mentioned a name of some, oh, Mark, talk to that person. You have to go listen to that podcast. Martine, there's a shout out to you. So until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations.